Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special All In. I'm Star Ocean, the second Eric R. Uh, and I'm WarioWare Smooth Seths. Uh, sorry, man, I just woke up. I had a crazy dream. Kind of shook me up a bit, to be honest. Are you okay? I mean, sorry to hear that. What was, what was your dream about? Man, it was, it was like ridiculous. We watched a summer Nintendo Direct together, which, I mean, we didn't even think it was going to happen this year. They announced a remake of Super Mario RPG, Detective Pikachu 2, a new WarioWare, an HD 2D Star Ocean 2, which is basically your dream game, and a new 2D Mario. It's basically my dream game. It was, it was, it was ridiculous, completely unrealistic. Well, um, Seth, uh, I, I, I know this may be hard to believe, but that wasn't a dream. That direct actually happened. Ha ha. Very funny, Eric. Now, come on. We, we have to start the show. Uh, Seth, I'm going to need you to check out our YouTube page real quick. You and I actually live reacted to it. So you want to bring that up? Real quick. Wait. N- n- no way. It it was real? It was real. Real. Oh, okay, 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 okay. We have to do a special episode this week then. Uh, okay, let's each count down our top five games shown in the Direct of Dreams. Yes! And since this is the Direct of Dreams special, let's do a classic all-in deep dive into the Super Mario Brothers Wonder Trailer. A full deep dive breakdown. Let's go! Yes, we don't call ourselves this for nothing, folks. So, it's time to go. All in. That's right, folks. It's the Direct of Dreams, and we're here with another very special episode of All In, a Nintendo podcast, the weekly Nintendo variety show where each and every week no shells left unturned, no point is left unearned. We are still kind of pinching ourselves over here. It really did happen. It Ow, <laughs> Seth, stop it. I'm not pinching you. I'm pinching me. It, it really, it actually happened. The Direct of Dreams actually happened i still can't believe it i i had a hard time sleeping that night um it was it was unreal we of course uh broke it down in the weekly nintendo news roundup live headline by headline but it was such an incredible direct that it deserved a special episode to really dig deep into uh into some of our favorite games and some of the stuff that really needs uh, a deep dive here in this week's episode. And I will say too, um, just as a quick PSA before we get into everything, there will be no indie showcase this week. Uh, please understand. I know you were all fine with it. It's it's okay. It just would have been weird, honestly, if we were like, hey, here's all this Nintendo Direct stuff and um, here's like an indie game that makes you know no sense to really sit here and talk about in the middle of talking about the Nintendo Direct. <laughs> so Now, they did talk about a couple indie games during the Nintendo yes. Direct, and a couple of them do look pretty cool. Uh, and, you know, hopefully we get the opportunity to really spotlight those at a later date once they come out and hopefully prove their worth. But there's a lot to get into. And I will say as a little piece of housekeeping that especially now that we have a very good snapshot 
for the remainder of 2023 as far as Nintendo is concerned. Even going into 2024, we are currently locking down a new date for a second fantasy draft with the Nintendo Pals. That will be forthcoming mm-hmm. very, very shortly. Uh, of course, we did a fantasy draft at the beginning of the year. As a matter of fact, we shall be having some updates on the first part of that draft here soon. Got some upcoming stuff releasing soon, but we are also going to be doing the second half of our draft. We are somehow inexplicably halfway through 2023 at this point. I can't believe it. I can't believe a lot of stuff that's happened in this past week, but make sure absolutely 1000% to be on the lookout for that in the coming days and weeks. Yes, yes, absolutely positively. And that'll be um, the, the recording of that fantasy draft round two will be hitting the all in patreon patreon.com slash all in podcast for just a dollar a month you can get access to that and a lot more but speaking of patreon eric you know what's even more special than a nintendo direct uh the wonder our our uh, the 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 people that bring the wonder to to our lives true they're 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 the wonder seeds of the all in community that's true that's true. The patrons at patreon.com slash all in podcast, the wonderful friends and supporters that throw a few bones our way for our hard work. Thank you all so much. We want to send a special thanks yeah. to our golden banana tier supporters like Rob Yapel, third strongest mole, Sean, Sean O'Baggins, Ashton, Tim A, AKA Neo prime 33, AKA Nintendo dad. Number four, Matt, shy guy, city, Murray, Phelan Ward, Bill Tucker, Marcus O'Neill, Liam D Bowza, gamer, Jason and Andrew Wilkins. Thank you so much to our golden banana bunch. But moving into the Triforce tier, we need to thank Josh Vaughn, the godfather of Tingle Love Tuesday, John Datfast Cummins of the Retrologic Podcast, as well as the On Topic Retro Podcast. Thank you, John. The globe trotting, jet setting, Nintendo hubbing, Anna Lynn playing Sparky of the <laughs> Nintendo Hub over on YouTube. Thanks, Sparky. Adam Caparello of the Retro Groove Podcast, as well as the Octo Rock 1982 YouTube channel. Shy Guy, the other half of our Shy Guy mod squad. Thank you, Shy Guy. Daniel Hinojosa, Dan and Luma, Solo Something, and the wonderful legend himself the uh, insert wonder pun here (laughs) uncle randy yes uncle randy thank you so much to everybody who supports us over there getting all kinds of exclusive perks and benefits the two dollar hero cast all in side quest Mm -hmm. discounts on our merch at bit.ly slash all in merch and uh, and a whole lot more big thanks to everybody who supports us over there but eric um we do have a little one last piece of housekeeping to get to because mm-hmm. we also got some new five star reviews this week. We did indubitably. Um, indubitably, which is great because, you know, again, you can throw us bones at Patreon. That's incredibly, uh, you know, appreciative. Um, but leaving five star reviews is totally free. And we got many of them to get into this week. First of all, an anonymous five star review on North American iTunes with no words, but we appreciate that five star review. Helps us climb the mm-hmm. ranks of Nintendo podcast. Also via Twitter, our friend Fulia foolish Fuji uh, said, just dropping some words for at all end podcast. I generally listen to over on Google podcasts, but can't review there. So here's your well-deserved five, uh, five stars. Eric and Seth are so much fun to listen to. I'm always smiling after any episode of all end submitted my five stars on Spotify as well, by the way, thank you so much Fulia for that. We really appreciate you, my friend. Um, you know, full, Twitter full should start. Right, Twitter should start. You know, recording five star reviews themselves. Oh gosh, 
don't any additional functionality on Twitter might break it. So let's just leave it alone. <laughs> let's just <laughs> for for now. Uh, we also got a review, a five star review from Presto the Magnificent on Audible. I believe the final platform that Presto the Magnificent had. <laughs> The final the frontier final stone, the final stone <laughs> in his all in review infinity gauntlet. Yes, exactly. On audible Presto, the magnificent left us five star review and said the best Nintendo podcast on the internet. Now, Eric on audible, because this is typically a, you know, an audiobook platform, they allow you to rate performance, um, and overall and, um, and also the, what is it? It's performance. Overall, story? and yes, story, that's what it is. So Presto says, performance, five stars. The incredible acting at the beginning of each show deserves multiple Oscars. Story, five stars. The hosts that's spin fair. a twisting tale of news and indie games. Overall, five stars. I think that this is one of, if not the most, high-quality shows on the internet, and it deserves to be treated as such. Love y'all. Presto the Magnificent. Aww. The tale we spin are truly... You have earned your title, your moniker of magnificence. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much, uh, Fulia and Presto, for leaving those reviews this week. Guys, it is completely free to drop some words, to leave a quick five-star review. And if you do so, we'll shout you out here at the beginning of the show. It, it helps us so much. It helps you know grow mm-hmm. the show and get it in front of the people who need to hear it. Um, but Eric, with all of that being said, sir, what has been going on in your world this week? Oh my god. I <laughs> man, I wish I had more time to play everything. I already have a too many games problem. We had big run that happened this past week that I wasn't really able to do anything with. I tried to jump in with the terror raid battles with Pokemon Sword and shit. We just got a new terror raid battle that I'd specifically been waiting on. They just started the Gimme Ghoul. Yep. Uh terror raid battle that i want to get in so i need to do that this week but there's so much going on uh i did jump back in i'm still you know i still occasionally jump back into uh to hyrule to mess around there even though Mm -hmm. i've done quite a bit of cleanup frankly all i have left to do is uh get uh, a certain golden pile uh but you know it's still fun to run around hyrule i did I actually played through the Ghost Trick Phantom Detective uh, uh, demo again. Nice. Uh, And it's so funny because when I played back through a second time, I had this startling realization. uh, And anybody who follows follows me on Twitter has already seen this. But uh, I, I realized that Ghost Trick Phantom Detective is just heroic Final Destination. Kinda. Yeah. It's kind of like saving people from Final Destination, yeah. (laughs) The way that you manipulate things, the way that you slowly kind of manipulate things, cause these chain reactions via inanimate objects uh, to, it's just, I thought that was funny, but yeah, Ghost Trick Phantom Detective comes out next week, you're all getting it right, but. I hope so. I hope so too. In addition to that, I've been playing. As a matter of fact, let me just give me half a second. I need I need to check something real quick. So now that I've finally passed the ten day mark of owning uh, Mortal Kombat eleven oh, God. on my Nintendo Switch. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, are we ready to confront that number? How have I already put fifty hours into Mortal Kombat Eleven? That doesn't shock me, honestly. Oh my lord, how have I? <laughs> God, you guys don't understand how much I love fighting games. I don't think you really, even as much as I say 
I love fighting games on this show. I don't think you guys truly, but yes, obviously Mortal Kombat is a very near and dear franchise to my heart. God, 2023 is going to be goaded for me. Good Lord, with everything else coming out, we got Mortal Kombat 1. Also, But yes, I somehow have put 50 hours into Mortal Kombat 11 just over the past week and a half. But in addition to all of that, uh, doing this show and becoming a Nintendo content creator does afford us not just the best fans in the world, but it does afford us some opportunities. And I've got to say, I am very grateful for the opportunity to be previewing a game that I've been waiting to play since we basically started this show. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't say anything really more than that right now, but I have been putting some time into a, a game that I'm very excited to talk to you guys about very, very soon. And hopefully I get the opportunity to do that. Uh, so stay tuned for more on Super Secret Game from Eric. Uh, but the last thing that I'm going to shout out, which will, you know, kind of set it up to you, Seth, is something you and I actually did together this uh, this past weekend with our good friend Sam from Retrologic. We finally, the promise has been fulfilled. You and I streamed a couple hours of Dokapon Kingdom Connect this past weekend with our friend Sam. And that was a ton of fun. So much fun that it was, it was a great time. And uh, I'm looking forward to continuing the little game that, that we started there too, because yeah. it, it got pretty crazy. There was, you know, <laughs> there was kind of a running theme of me, like, you know, kind of fortune favors, the bold YOLOing it and paying dearly for <laughs> yeah. it. Um, that Dude, happened. That, that counter was yeah. Nuts. yeah it's a really good game though it's super fun i mean like it is. you know it was one of those things too because like sam is really familiar with the original version of the game and so yeah. it was it was great to play with him and he was able to sort of sherpa us and explain the rules to us and stuff but he was also like yeah you know um uh it, it basically is just a repackaging of the original game there's not really any new content but for somebody like like me i'm like i've never played the original game so like it's new to me and it and it feels great and like despite some technical issues we were having with Sam's internet um once we got him in there it ran great you know there yeah. were no issues i mean it was super fun yeah the connection we had was perfectly fine once he switched to a different switch ironically enough but one of the great things about Dokoban Kingdom unlike some other games that are more fast paced and you know i we just talking about fighting games unlike something like a fighting game where if you have even just you know 15 frames of lag that could make a game unplayable you're talking about a board game turn-based rpg you could have several seconds of lag and it wouldn't affect your enjoyment of the game in this such as the structure and the the setup of the title so even if you aren't somebody that has the absolute state of the art internet connection if you've got just a little bit of lag this is a game you can still more than enjoy with your friends in an online forum in an online setting and like i said we had a ton of fun there were a ton of laughs thrown around we got new hairstyles each of us <laughs> and we ran around the kingdom picking up raw oysters for some reason and pierogies and you know saving the world from mushrooms it was crazy it was a ton of fun definitely make sure to go check out our video up now on youtube.com slash all in podcast 
Yeah, there's there's a that, that was so much fun. Um, had had a great time doing that. Huge thanks to Idea Factory for uh, providing us the code and allowing us to to check that game out. Uh, we we really appreciate that. And it's something too like not only do I want to continue, you know, do further mm-hmm. streams of that game. That'll be fun. Be on the lookout for that with Sam. Um, but also like Sam and I have been talking about doing an episode of Keep Nintendo Weird on it. So hopefully that'll be it something qualifies. we can. Oh, totally. Yeah. So, so hopefully that's something he and I can line up soon. I also want to say, uh, this weekend I'm linking up to record a new episode of Keep Nintendo Weird with our friend Matt Murray, Shy Guy City, uh, about nice. We Love Katamari. And, um, it's going to be a lot Aww. of fun. And uh, I'm looking forward to sharing that with you guys. If you love Keep Nintendo Weird, you need to be on the All End Patreon so you get early access to that and any future episodes of that show. So, yeah, a lot, lot of that stuff going on. Um, looking forward to sort of getting back into the swing of that show. It's been so crazy. I haven't really been able to do new episodes in a while. So I'm looking forward to getting back into that. Um, I also put out a new like kind of video essay this week, which was originally going to be a YouTube short um, where I just broke down the little scrap of footage we got of Suda51's new game at the end of the Grasshopper Manufacturer Direct last <laughs> week. Turned out I, I was like, ah, it's this is not quite, you know, I, I don't think I can do this in a YouTube short. I better make this a full video. But then it was all bets off and it turned out to be like a 16 minute video essay uh, deep dive, breakdown, speculation, crazy thing. At a certain point, like AI art got involved. It was, it was, yeah, there's a lot. Um, so that hit the YouTube channel this week. But I also want to shout out um, Dr. Fetus's Mean Meat Machine, Eric. Um, which... You heard that right. You heard that right. <laughs> Dr. Fetus's Mean Meat Machine. And yeah. if you're, if, if that already has turned your ear, uh, it is based on Super Meat Boy's iconic, bizarre villain, Dr. Fetus. And yes, it is, of course, a play on Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. If you're not aware of this game, it, if you're aware of those two games, it's exactly what you think it is. Yeah, yeah. And and so we need to thank the, the publisher for giving us code for that as well. We got to check it out a couple days early. Uh, there will be a video on the YouTube channel for that as well if you want to see the game in action. Um, and essentially, yeah, it, it is what it says on the tin. However, um, well, two things. A, I am horrible at this game. I'm so bad at it. Like, <laughs> it's <do. laughs> it's hard. Like, it is punishing, and I'm, like, just really, really bad at it. Um, and I'll say, like, which is, you know... That's a that's Meat Boy. Boy game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that is Meat Boy uh, through and through. But what, what I didn't really expect the game to do, I thought it was going to be a pretty, like, you know... I thought it was basically going to be Dr. Robotnik's Mean Beam Machine, but with yeah. some Meat Boy flavor to it, like some some like a Meat Boy skin on it, basically. Um, some That's of that a really artwork. weird and uncomfortable way to put it, but okay. <laughs> Fair. Um, but, but it also <laughs> incorporates, like, interesting obstacles that, like, do feel like you're playing a weird, like, deconstructed Meat Boy stage. At a certain point, buzzsaws get involved. If you've played Super yep. Meat Boy, you know. Of course. Buzz saws yep. are all over the place. So you have to like not only think about um the 
positioning of your because you know it's ultimately it's a match for puzzle game just like dr robotnik's mean bean machine but you have to think about how quickly you're going down the stage where you're placing your blocks sometimes even the timing because there's some stages where there's going to be a buzzsaw that just is like it's unavoidable it's going to be taking out like every you know five ten seconds or whatever some of your little blobs um but like, so you have to really kind of like think quick and fill up your meter and get your stage complete. Um, but it is a lot to consider at once and I'm bad at it. Like I just am, I just can't wrap. <laughs> I, I'm going to spend some more time with it, but like recording the video and, and spending a little bit of time with the game. Like I was like, man, like this is like brutal. And I'm just on the first world. Like the game has, I think six or seven worlds and I'm like, good God, man, like how much more intense is this going to get? The game's got like boss fights and, you know, the art and the music is totally super Meat Boys. So that that's all totally on point. But it's a strange spinoff that that also, I think, is just way more like challenging and interesting than I thought it would be coming into it. Like it actually... It would have been okay for it to just be a simple Mean Bean Machine clone, but it isn't that in good and bad ways, maybe. <laughs> so, but yeah. uh, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to, to checking it out a little bit more. But yeah, it's super Meat Boys, Bean Meat, Mister Fetus, uh, Machine, uh, yeah, thing. Yeah, and it's ten bucks. It's uh, it's out now yeah. on the on the Nintendo Switch, so it's ten bucks. There's also a demo that you can download on the Nintendo Switch if you want to check it out for yourself. I think playing playing the demo, you will get a really good idea if this is for you or not. Just again, be aware it is hard, so <laughs> you you have been warned. Um, but Eric, this is a special Nintendo Direct uh, Directive Dreams episode here, and we have decided to to do a couple of things here we're going to you know again we did the full breakdown headline by headline of everything that was in the nintendo direct during the weekly news roundup live so if you're looking for that that is where you can find it it's both here on the podcast feed and we record it live on youtube on friday nights 5 p.m pacific uh 8 p.m eastern so definitely go there if you want like the full breakdown headline by headline. But we're what we're going to like kind of kick off with here for this episode is we are both going to count down our top five favorite reveals and announcements from the Direct of Dreams. All right, Eric, this is uh, maybe a, <laughs> a weird thing to ask, but hey, for the sake of tradition, uh, the top five games from the Direct of Dreams, what are the rules? <laughs> Oh, uh, well, for this, we're only talking about games that were released in 2008. Uh, <laughs> obviously, we're only talking about games that were second party Nintendos. And of course, uh, due to the nature of this list, we're only talking about games in specifically which you played as a green bunny. Weird, so, I know, uh, but weird, stick with I us. know, but we were still able to get an entire. <laughs> no, of course, we're talking about our favorite announcements, reveals, and trailers. Our favorite moments of this past week's insane, absolutely insane Nintendo Direct, and I, I'm just gonna a little bit of spoiler warning. My top two are both remakes, and yes, I know I'm part of the problem when it comes to, you know. <laughs> I get that, but I'm a very nostalgic person, so I just want to throw that up front. I'm aware that my top two 
are both remakes and all you people that complained about, you know, there not being enough original ideas in the world and people, yes, I know I'm part of that problem, but darn it. I love what I love. The heart wants what the heart wants, but I do have some new stuff to talk about, including my number five, which is Penny's big breakaway. Um, now, obviously both Seth and I's, ears perked up quite a bit when it was uh when they mentioned during the direct that this was going to be the same team behind sonic mania because for those who have not played sonic mania turns out that's a darn tootin good game pretty good if you haven't if you haven't played sonic mania you absolutely need to remedy that it's uh, it's honestly the best sonic game i much as i love sonic frontiers uh this it is the best sonic game basically since the Genesis. Uh, so just simply that one sentence was enough to get me interested. But if you look at it, it just looks like a really, really good third-party, bright, vibrant mascot action platformer. Uh, it looks like it's very much a throwback to a lot of the old N64 era 3D action platformers and even some of the GameCube era action platformers. I was getting chameleon twist vibes. I was getting, I misspoke during, because I was so excited, I misspoke during the, uh, I called it uh, Robot Rocket on Wheels. It's actually Rocket Robot yeah. on Wheels Yeah, uh, from Sucker Punch. I got some of those vibes. I even kind of got a little Billy Hatcher vibes. Totally. Uh, from from the game and i like all of those things turns out uh, it, it looks it, like even the the color scheme and the, and the color palette even kind of reminded me of glover a little bit but I can see that. uh this game just missed and this is something we laughed about pretty quickly <laughs> this game just missed our top five yo-yos list yeah uh, seth and i did just recently just within the last week or so just like two weeks ago i think yeah but uh, this game looks like it's going to be so, so much fun. We've been excited and burnt by 3D uh, third-party action platformers on the Nintendo Switch uh, before. But this one looks like it's going to be really fun. And again, the pedigree just speaks for itself. Just saying, hey, this is the same team that you know was responsible for Sonic Mania. That alone gives it... You know, uh, uh, that that alone makes me excited for the title, and I really think you should be too. There were some insane announcements this past week during the Direct, and we're going to get to most of them. But do not sleep on Penny's big breakaway. Yeah, no, it, it looks great. Your you're, spoilers, you're going to see it on my list too, so I'll save it <laughs> for my list. <laughs> uh, but going into my number four, my number four is a game that we've, technically known about however we didn't know until this past week officially that it was coming to the nintendo switch and that of course is one of the most lauded games of the past year vampire survivors mm -hmm. yes i've not been able to play this whatsoever but i have heard nothing but superlatives i've heard nothing but the best things now when you look at the game it looks like it's incredibly simple. It looks like it's even maybe a, a little bland even because you play as this somewhat pixelated character. And honestly, it kind of reminds me of I made a game with zombies in it, frankly. 
uh, that that old old indie game from the Xbox 360 days. But uh, you play as a character who has to for uh, for an entire thirty minutes fight off countless waves of ever increasing enemies. But as you continue to do it, you continue to like a good roguelike. Uh, you continue to get new abilities and long, unlock new weapons and powers and, and stuff like that to help you in this. And it looks like there's a ton of variety when it comes to the enemies, which means you won't just be randomly running around. There's actually going to be a tad of strategy involved. And again, I don't know too much more beyond that. All I know is that whenever I talk to anybody who has played this game, they can't shut up about how great it is. And uh this is talking to a lot of people whose opinion I take to heart. A lot of people whose opinion I respect. And that has made me very excited. There is a, a reason that uh, there's got to be a reason that the game is lauded as much uh, as it has been. And much like many of the games that we've been talking about over the past year, it is also getting four-player local co-op, which... Many games like this that are fun with one person are typically a lot more fun when you add more people to the mix. So I'd be interested in trying out that multiplayer and seeing what that adds to the game as well. But just for the simple fact that it's coming to the Nintendo Switch with a huge update like a, a like a massive multi not a massive like that MMO but like a big update like a multiplayer patch has me super excited not just about the fact that it's coming to the switch but about what they could potentially be working on it for the future could you imagine an official castle I mean Castlevania just did an official collaboration with dead cells like with vampire survivors just feels like it makes way too much sense but I could definitely see it happening now that they're on the same system. Maybe, maybe it wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world. Yeah. I, I can't wait to play this. It comes out August 17th, August um, 17th, just in time for my birthday. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it looks great. I, um, this is another one too. I've basically just been waiting for this to come to switch. Cause I knew that it would eventually. Um, yeah. And, and here we are fi- finally getting it. This is going to be the perfect, like, sit on the side of my desk while I'm editing, you know, brain dead dopamine <laughs> game. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait. Should be a ton of fun. I I hope, I hope at some point they're able to do something online. I don't know what that would take with a game like this, but it'd be nice if you and I could play it together. But at the very least, I will take just having the game on the system. But uh, going into my number three... My number three is where I'm putting Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Oh. And I, I'm i a huge fan of the new Super series. Uh, I, I do think the criticisms about the visual style, especially several games in, are warranted. But ultimately, it's still Mario Brothers platformers. And I've never not smiled when I've played one. I think I've smiled just a little bit more when I play some of the more, uh, I guess, expansive 3D platformers, which is to say that I don't know if a 2D Mario is ever going to get me like Mario Galaxy or like Mario Odyssey has, but I'm still incredibly excited for Super Mario Brothers Wonder, uh, and we are going to be talking more about that here very shortly. Oh, yes. Um, 
So, just moving on and going into my number two. It feels like the world has healed. At least within the industry, it feels like a lot of deep-seated rivalries and grudges and and hatred, frankly, has has started to has started to kind of evaporate. And here we are in 2023, wondering why, with all the all-time classics on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System NSO app, why a game so legendary and lauded like Super Mario RPG had never made it to the system. And lo and behold, boys and girls, it turned out it didn't make it to the system because Square and Nintendo were collaborating once again. Super Mario RPG, the remake is my number two. Yeah. I knew this was a big deal for you. I, I love the game. Um, it's a, it's a classic, you know, I, iconic game. And this is the kind of thing where like, I knew that this had to be what was happening with this game because like, yeah, they, they had it on the super Nintendo mini. So it's not like yep. they were allergic to re-releasing this game. It was on the Wii U no. as well. No, um, the fact that the fact that they put it on the, the SNES classic, the SNES mini, the yeah. fact that it was there and whatever licensing or whatever rights issues that were going on with that, the fact that Square and Nintendo were already talking to the point where they could get that done, the fact that it was on the Mini, the fact that it was on the Classic, was a seed of hope that I had been holding on to since then, frankly. Um and there were a ton of leaks and rumors the past week about a remake of a Super Nintendo game. And a lot of people were dead certain that it was going to be Chrono Trigger. Dead certain. There was even this uh, relatively convincing, didn't, you know, I, I still didn't really, but there was a relatively convincing video out there showing a mock up of an HD2D version of Lean Square from Chrono Trigger at the beginning oh, of the game. Oh, yeah. That's a fan project. Somebody's yeah. been working on that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that was really making the rounds the past week. But, but like everybody was saying, all the prominent leakers and everybody sharing stuff the was said, a, uh, an SNES remake, a high-profile SNES remake. And here it was. You know, I so many leaks are wrong. So many leaks are wrong. I didn't want to really get my hopes up. And I was frankly hoping it wasn't Chrono Trigger because I still hold Chrono Trigger as kind of like as an untouchable kind of game. But looking at the Super Nintendo, looking at the, the Super Mario RPG remake, it's just like it, 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 it just triggered me in the best way. I just saw it and I was 12 again and I was happy. It came out in 1996, and 27 years later, uh, man, 27 years later, yeah. we are getting it back again. Uh, and honestly, not just the fact that we're getting such an amazing, amazing game, uh, but what it kind of means for Square and Nintendo's uh, relationship moving forward we've gotten of course all the classic final fantasies now they live on switch and there's a ton of uh square enix representation 
on the Nintendo. I mean, Square Enix just released a, like a racing game this past week on the Nintendo Switch, for heaven's sakes. But this, for me, this new project is emblematic of a once fractured relationship that frankly defined the industry uh, for a long time. And uh, and I want to give little Mario uppies. Uh, <laughs> little, little guy wants uppies. And I want to give him uppies. Yeah, that's pretty cute. Yeah, no, it looks great. I, I'm excited about it. Um, it's going to be, you know, the kind of thing where a lot of people are going to be able to play this for the first time um, this way. There are a lot of gamers, you know, Nintendo Switch is like 120 million of these things out there. There's a lot of gamers who have never played Super Mario RPG, and this is a great way to do it. And I honestly, like, I <laughs> for, for me, this was, this told me like, oh, well, they're absolutely going to do the same thing with Chrono Trigger. It worked for Live Alive. It's working for this. They're going to do it with Chrono Trigger. And that's the reason these games haven't been re-released is because they know we're going to pay $60 for it happily. Nostalgia is a powerful yeah. drug. And um, I'm I'm happy to, to to throw some money in that pot if it means we get more stuff like this. <laughs> and there was, there was some great music that we heard in... Oh, yes. Uh, in the Nintendo Direct, across the Nintendo Direct. As I, admittedly as kind of lukewarm as I've gotten on the Pokemon DLC, the music during the Pokemon trailer was absolutely stunning. But hearing these these the classic Yoko Shimomura songs from Super Mario RPG and to have Yoko herself come out afterwards and confirm, yes, I'm coming back for the remake. And oh man, it just, again, it just made me happy. It There's a ton me- of, of love and care in that remake, man. There's a, yeah. a ton of it. There's even like little things like people have been pointing out like, oh my God, you can finally see that like Discoon was in the, you know, the, the toy Discoon box. Was in and, the, the Booster's you know, toy box and Samus yeah. and Princess Peach and the, the, the RC car from Super... Uh, Stunt from Super, Race uh, FX. Stunt yeah. Race FX, yeah. Oh, it's so nice. Oh, it's so good. It's a, but how like how awesome would it be that that one moment in Booster Tower when you go behind the curtain, you come out in your 8-bit Mario again? Like, how awesome would that be if that happens in your Super Mario Brothers Wonder model? In this? Like, that yeah, would we'll be see. Cool. That would be cool. I'm just saying. But yeah, Super Mario RPG is an incredibly special game to me. Um, and thankfully, uh, a lot of new gamers are going to be able to experience it this year. This yep. year. Uh yeah, that that just that makes me really happy. It really does. And you know, as far as my honorable mentions go, god, there's like basically everything that I didn't list here. I am excited for the Princess Peach game to see right. crownless Princess Peach running around, but we just like we don't know enough about it to get super excited about it. Uh but I am very much looking forward to getting new information on that, the new Dark Moon release, uh Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon release and uh, like even the the Hot Wheels stuff looks really cool. There's so, but honestly, I just I wish I could just play you the clip from my reaction to my number one. My number one is Star Ocean: The Second Story R. Yeah, man, it was cool to see that because like that was another thing we'd seen that there was like a maybe a trademark file, but it was one of those like for for the the thing that that's been cool for me is like. 
seeing people like you and Kyle Stevenson from the PlayStation Trophy Room, like there are a few people, Ryan Turford from Carpool Gaming, few folks who are like, the fans of this game are die hard fans who just love yeah. this game so much. And it yeah. was cool to see like how much that announcement, like not only that it was real and, but that it, it meant something, you know, to you and, and a lot of others. I I've actually gone back and watched my own reaction to that probably 20 times. Um, that just stars in the second story, Stars in the second story and uh, its follow-up till the end of time on the PlayStation 2, Star Ocean 2, and Star Ocean 3 are, like, just how well-regarded and beloved those two games are, are frankly the reason that we still get Star Ocean games to this day. Um, Star Ocean 2 was just so, so incredibly special to me. Um and to my sister, my sister hasn't played a video game in, in probably 15 years. But when that was announced, I shared the trailer with her. And all <laughs> she did was was tweet, uh, was uh, text me back uh, uh, a, a gift that said, need. Aw, uh, that's awesome. But it's, it's just such a great uh, Japanese RPG from the PlayStation 1 era. And just very quickly, I'm going to tell you a little bit about it because I know there's a lot of people out there who are completely unfamiliar with the game because yeah. this was, this was, you know, kind of in the time before the explosion of the so-called JRPGs. This was before, you know, Final Fantasy VII made the genre a household name, really. But somehow we got Star Ocean, the second story localized. The first Star Ocean was on the Super Nintendo. Uh, actually, te- actually wasn't technically on the Super Nintendo. It was on the Super Famicom. We never got it localized. Uh, and this was an Enix game, not Squaresoft, Enix. And mm-hmm. Enix also made Star Ocean the second story before the two companies merged. Uh, but, you know, very briefly, this is a game with a battle system that is high speed, real time. You get into uh, a fight and it takes you to a battlefield. But instead of being turn based, like something like Final Fantasy or Dragon Quest, it is it's real time. You have full control over your characters. You can run around the battlefield with them kind of like live alive, but instead of it even being grid based, you have like full control. Uh, so you can run around. Uh, if you're playing as a warrior character, like just one button attacks. Um, and then you've got special attacks that you can do. You've got your magic users, of course. Uh, but it's, it's super interesting because the different spells even beyond having different effects and doing different things like more powerful spells will take longer to cast, which affects your strategy. Some spells will actually stop time to cause their effect while some spells will actually, you know, happen within real time. They won't actually slow down or stop the fight. So that plays into your strategy. Uh, You know, you use your tanks, you use your warriors. You see that a monster has, Uh, fixated on you, you can use that to actually draw the monster away from your magic users and give them time to get off their attacks. Uh, You know, there are a lot of flying enemies in the game and your attackers can attack flying enemies, but the attack animation 
it takes a lot longer because they have to jump up there and a lot of flying enemies are fast. So even though you need your attackers, they're moving around too fast. Typically you've got to get your magic users to cast the spells to stun the flying enemies. So you can, there's so much going on with a battle system that feels like it's relatively simple. There's so, so much going on and it looks like they're adding in even assists to this game to where even the party members that you don't have are going to be somehow able to affect uh, the, the the fights and somehow use their spells, somehow use their abilities. There's this really cool, uh, what they call private action system within the game to where you appear at towns and you can initiate what the game calls private actions. And there are a ton of scripted sequences that individual characters can take part in to build relationships, which affect not just uh, like it'll affect the dozens of different endings that you can get, but it'll also affect the the relationships and the closeness. And uh, it'll also affect how they work together in battle in tandem. And there's, like I said, a lot of different events that you can go through in that. There's an incredibly interesting and cool, uh, like skill based and specialty based system to where, you know, uh, characters you may get access to something like uh, a keen eye or, uh, you know, sleight of hand or something like that. Uh, to where, you know, if you, if you level up this keen eye, uh, uh, skill, you get better accuracy on your attacks. And if you level up uh, this other skill, uh, you get, you know, more strength or you level up this thing. They have their own individual attributes. But the cool thing about that is, is once you level up, once you give your character a couple different things, it was like, oh, well, your character has a keen eye. They've got uh, increased dexterity because of this skill. And they've got this because of this skill. That means your character can cook now that they have all these individual skills. And they can now cook and create new items and use ingredients. Uh, and there's other kinds of specialties like uh, like blacksmithing and, like I said, cooking. And there's like a dozen different job specialties that you can get by leveling up the individual skills in the game it will take it would take an entire video to really under but it's it's such a cool system uh and it's just i know i've been i know i've been ranting like a madman for the past few minutes but the tldr is the game has really fun characters uh the battle system is genuinely one of my favorites i've ever played in an rpg um the the skill and specialty system is really fun and i really wish more games would ape it uh and the fact that there's a lot of nuance and a lot of different things that you can easily miss there's i think 12 different party members throughout the course of the game that like you can only get eight of them if you get this one character it precludes you from getting another character in your party so there's even like some replay value in there uh, so there's just, there's God TLDR guys. I love this game and I really hope you guys give it a chance. I really hope that Square Enix puts a, a, a demo on the eShop because I mean, like Seth said, the people who have played this game, like really love this game. And I really love this game. I lost my mind when I saw Claude and Rena appear in that Nintendo direct. And I, I could not be happier that we're finally getting this back. Um, thank you for coming to my, my star ocean Ted talk. <laughs> no. Yeah. The, the, the passion is, is evident, man. Like I said, I've seen a lot of people kind of, 
you know, come out of the woodwork and, and kind of share in their passion for this. And, uh, it's, it's cool to see. I, I love to see it. And I do, I bet you it, it will get a demo and it needs it. Like, it's the kind of game that like, like, don't take my word for it sort of thing. Like put your hands on it. It'll probably get the typical screen X demo treatment. Let people play the first hour or two, carry the save over into the final thing, you know? So hopefully we see that. Yeah. I'm happy for you. Yeah. I just I I I do really wish that Square Enix didn't list the collector's edition at two hundred dollars. Yeah, it's really crazy. It really shouldn't be two hundred dollars. But I'm oh god, I'm so close to doing it. Why? Why? <laughs> but oh god, I love that game. I hope you guys give it a chance. But my list, going back down my list one more time, my number five is Penny's Big Breakaway. My number four, Vampire Survivors. My number three, Super Mario Brothers Wonder. My number two, Super Mario RPG. My number one, Star Ocean, the second story, R. Nice. Nice. Well, to get into my list, I, I want to say too, and this is something I said during the uh, the News Roundup Live um, but I'll just repeat it here really quickly that like this direct for me really kind of like became like a, a weird, like self-reflection of just like cynicism of like sort of not only not expecting that we would get this direct at all, not only thinking like, yeah, like, you know, this is, there's no reason for a direct. There's no reason to have, we're just going to coast on Zelda. Maybe we'll get a partner showcase where we're going to see like a couple of things to get you us through. I, you and I specifically said, was like, yeah, we're getting a partner showcase. We had what we 100% believed in our hearts that we were not getting a full on direct until September. Yeah, no, I, I 1000%, I was like, this is just going to be, you know, par for the course. Like, we're just going to coast on Zelda, get a few exciting third-party things. We had Pikmin, of course, coming, but, you know, but we got this DLC and stuff percolating as well. So, like, I, you know, I fully came into this with, admittedly, like, maybe a little bit of, like, tempered or, or even cynical expectations about the, the rest of Nintendo's 2023. So, this was a kind of, like slap in the face like a big like kind of wake up call of like dude like no like that's not what we're doing here we're here to play and it was really funny because the whole time watching this direct i was like thinking about the the reports earlier this year of like yeah after tears of the kingdom nintendo has no more heavy hitters uh well take a look at this direct and uh it'll learn you a thing or two um so it was it was really really great and it made me emotional to to watch this um and I, I think getting into this list, maybe we can explore why a little bit. My number five, actually, though, Eric, is not a game that we saw during the North American Nintendo Direct. Um, my number five actually appeared in the Japanese Nintendo Direct, a game that I think will be localized, but I desperately hope is localized. I'm going to make an attempt at pronouncing this title. <clears throat> Otogi Katsugeki Mameda no Bakaru Oracle Saitaro no Sainan, I think is how you pronounce it. This was a this was honestly a coin toss for me. I wanted to have an action-based 3D platformer because there were several really good ones shown off, and it was basically just a, a coin toss for me. But yeah, just like Penny's Big Breakaway, this looks so, so cool. I I really hope. Not, not like we're hurting for games or going to be hurting for games, but I do hope we wind up getting this stateside. 
Yeah, I'd be surprised if we don't. Um, so this is this is Goodfeel's new game, um, the studio that made Epic Yarn, Kirby's Epic Yarn, Yoshi's Woolly World. Um, this team has been quiet for quite some time. They they made um, a, a weird little like game called uh, Monkey Barrels, which I actually kind of liked as well. But I mean, they <laughs> haven't had a new game come out since like 2019 or something. And um, this was one that they had shown like some concept art of years ago. And I was like, well, like, it feels like it's about time to, like, see what what it is they're working on. And so to see this reveal, it looks incredible. I mean, come to find out, this is effectively a spiritual successor to the Mystical Ninja, you know, Goemon games. Um, yeah, which, which we also kind of shouted out last week for, or two weeks ago for our Yo-Yo Top 5. Right, which is, you know, appropriate because, as, as many people might not know, one of the founders of Goodfeel is a key figure in the Goemon series. That's Nobu Ibisu, is, is the founder of Goodfeel and, you know, has a lot of experience with the Goemon series. So it makes sense that this is what their new thing is. And it looks incredible. Like, it looks really good. I love the art. The character design, um, what we know about it, this comes from Gematsu, who has translated, you know, a lot of the information from the the direct. Um, it's about a Tanuki boy named Bakaru who uh, is disguised as a human and uses taiko drumsticks to defeat a festival army wreaking havoc throughout a fantasy Japanese setting. And uh, just, again, like the artwork here, the character designs... Like the, the it, it is like very Japanese, but I am confident like that that this will get localized, especially with Nintendo backing. Um, I need this game. It looks so <laughs> good. It um, does. Yeah, cannot wait. Cannot wait. It man. does look really good. And the fact that we're the fact that we're getting these big, high profile, for, uh, you know, three D action platformers now makes me so so happy. And I, I mean, I know. They, they didn't even have to say going on. I looked at the trailer and I was like, I'm getting huge mystical ninja vibes from this. But yeah, it looks really good. Super Japanese. But yeah, the game looks incredibly fun. Yeah. I mean, to to like put this in perspective, if this is if this is not localized, it would be, I believe, the only good feel game to not be localized. So I think it's going to get localized. <laughs> like, like if this is the one that doesn't, I would be very surprised. It's coming out at least in Japan this winter. And my hope is, is that once we get to the September direct, we get a localized, you know, trailer and like, hey, it's also coming out, you know, in December or something here in the, in the States. So here's hoping, yeah. man, that I, I certainly, that, that had to be there. Uh, my number four, this is where I put Penny's big breakaway. Um, you know, I echo everything that you said. I, I think that the pedigree of the game, the the vibes of it, like having this sort of, you know, yeah. I mean, the movement when Penny is like on the yo-yo, like just basic yeah. movement running around, that just is Rocket Robot on Wheels. Yeah. Like yeah. that just is what that is. And then like, you know, the, the spinning around with the yo-yo is Chameleon Twist, you know, yep. like it totally feels like, uh, a callback to all of those. Not only is it the Sonic Mania pedigree, but T Lopes is on the music. Yeah. So, like the music, the soundtrack's going to be incredible. Um, this and and it's the kind of thing too where like, you know, people always say we want to see new IP, we want to see new ideas, and then don't support stuff like this. 
which drives me crazy. So like Penny's big breakaway, it would have been easy for that to get sort of lost in the sauce. But like, if you like to see new and unique ideas and 3D platformers in the modern age, this is the kind of game you need to support and keep your eye on. Now we have had a couple games come out that sort of are positioned in the same way, but come out and they're like a little disappointing or whatever. Um, you know, I think of something like Clive and Wrench, for example, which came out earlier this year and a lot of people were sort of let down by that. Um, that, that is neither here nor there. I think that the pedigree of this alone is worth being excited for. And, um, I, yeah, I'm very, very excited for Penny's big breakaway. Really, really cool. As you should be. As well, you should be. My number three, uh, this is another, you know, yet another thing in this Nintendo Direct that I had no idea was was going to be in here. No inkling, no thought in my head that we would see a new WarioWare game announced <laughs> in this one. <laughs> I I was still mentally recovering from this because it happened right after the Star Ocean announcement. Yeah. I was still mentally recovering from the Star Ocean announcement that it actually took me a second to recognize. Like it was a few seconds into the trailer. I was like, Wait, is this a new WarioWare game? Yeah. And I I couldn't really get it from you because you were stunned. You were in stunned silence for the first few seconds before you just started making weird happy Seth noises. Yeah. Yeah. I and and the thing about this too, this is WarioWare Move It and this is effectively Smooth Moves 2, which like I like I said it like during the the live reaction but like actually no seriously literally the title of it in Japanese translates to like super smooth super moves. Super smooth moves. Yep. So so like the this is literally a sequel to Smooth Moves effectively on the Wii which is one of the best if not the best um in many people's estimation anyway WarioWare games and it it looks incredible. Like the the fact that we yeah, I considered myself lucky to have get it together on the Switch. Like to have WarioWare come back at all on the Nintendo Switch felt like a fluke. It felt like something that, you know, thank you, like Nintendo, for like throwing us a bone sort of thing. And it sold okay, but like to get another one. And this one actually taking advantage of the motion controls of the Joy-Con. I'm really hoping this game like does some cool things with HD Rumble as well. WarioWare's always been an awesome showcase of Nintendo's hardware. So yeah. and get it together didn't really do a lot of that. Um so I'm I'm hopeful that this one will. I cannot I can't believe that this is real and that it's coming in November, November 3rd. Um it's yeah, it's it's wild to me. I, it, it feels it feels like a dream. It feels like a fever dream. This kind of reminds me of Mario Party on the Nintendo Switch because Super Mario Party on the Nintendo Switch was very you know motion control based, and you played like you had to play. You were forced to play with a sideways Joy-Con because of the way a lot of the different mini games were set up, and then we got. Mario Party Superstars, which was a more traditional style Mario Party game. And I think both of them can live uh, comfortably on the same system. I think they have their uh, own unique individual flavors that I think most people who are fans of the series would appreciate one or the other. But then you've got WarioWare, who kind of is doing this in reverse. You have WarioWare Get It Together, which was 
between the two of these games, clearly a more kind of traditional style button press oriented and control stick oriented game. Whereas Smooth Moves is the much more kind of gimmicky, uh, you know, motion control type game, which is, I, I imagine, also going to take use of the HD Rumble as well. We already saw a lot of the the mini games, but I just it, the 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 parallels between that and Mario Party, I thought, were interesting. The flip sides of the two franchises doing kind of the same thing in reverse order, I thought, was interesting. But I'm I'm just like you are with. Star Ocean, I couldn't be happier that you're getting WarioWare Move It. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's the kind of thing, too, I'm seeing a lot of people online being like, ah, I don't want to, like, use motion controls or move around or whatever. I think it's unfortunate. Like, I, I, I think that, like, people should give this sort of thing a chance. So this is also, like, I am, you know, one of the biggest Nintendo Wii fans you'll ever meet. It's my favorite Nintendo console. Like, I, I love well done motion controls and i love when nintendo can do innovative cool things like this um i i am just i'm overjoyed that this game exists and i truly truly did not this would have been the last thing on my bingo card that we were even gonna get i i genuinely thought that get it together was maybe Wario's like last dance like that, that maybe this was the final WarioWare game. Hey, here's just a bone to throw for the fans, but WarioWare is kind of dead. It's, it's here and it's, it's alive and well, and yeah, makes me very happy. Well, I mean, I didn't think WarioWare was dead, but we don't, like WarioWare is a once per console generation type of thing. It's like, okay, we got get it together. That's the Switches WarioWare. We got the Switches WarioWare game. We're not getting another one until we get, you know, the Switch 2, Switch Pro, whatever winds up coming after this console. So to actually see another one, I was like, oh my God, Nintendo, Nintendo wasn't actually talking through their teeth about you know, ramping up production and about them really not being done with the switch. It depends. Cause the, the, I think it depends on the use case for the games in question, because we had three of them on DS um, between, you know, between touch DIY and snapped, but those are three very different games. Yeah. Um, so likewise, you know, get it like to, to your point earlier, get it together and move it now are going to be very different games. So like Nintendo's oh, yes. not above it if they can make it make sense. And I'm just thrilled and overjoyed that they found a way to make it make sense. Um, yeah. November 3rd. I can't wait. Um, but going into my number two, this is one that like, <laughs> this was like a, a, this was a personal thing for me. Like anytime there's any sort of direct, or Pokemon Presents, I'm always like, <laughs> come on, man, Detective Pikachu 2, what are you doing to me? You've been talking about this since, like, 2018. Where is it? When are we finally going to get it? Is this vaporware? Like, what's going on? What Like, what's really going on? And so for this, and by the way, this was also indicative of two situations where we saw Detective Pikachu Returns, and that was immediately followed by Super Mario RPG, and then likewise, immediately after uh, Star Ocean was WarioWare. So it was two back-to-back -back W's for the both of us, uh, yeah. which was really funny the way that that worked out. But yeah, Detective Pikachu Returns being announced here uh, coming this year on October 6th, I believe. 
um, having this thing here and finally like seeing it, getting a nice trailer, knowing that it's like not very far away. It's like three months and change away. Um, I, I mean, like I love the first detective Pikachu. It's one of my favorite 3ds games. And you know, the, the movie is good. I like the movie that's neither here nor there. The game though is really special to me. And, um, and people totally slept on it. Um, in Japan it did well, but here in the States, people completely slept on detective Pikachu. So it has been high time to get a follow up here on the switch with all of these new Pokemon from the games that have released since that first one to see like Milkery working in the coffee shop, you know, <laughs> is like so perfect to see. Like that's my favorite thing about detective Pikachu is having like these, Pokemon in the real world, you know, Politoed singing karaoke, you know, like little stuff like that. I just adore it. And all of the personality of Detective Pikachu himself is still completely intact. Um, yeah, I cannot wait for this. I'm so thrilled that we're finally getting it. I was surprised that they don't have a way for people to catch up with the first one. Um, to the point where I was like, I wonder if they're just going to say like, and the first one's available right now. That would have been a perfect like shadow drop. Um, didn't wind up happening. Although there's a part of me that thinks maybe we get it later. The September direct. Either that Pokemon usually does a Pokemon presents in August. I could see it. I could see yeah. it happening. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I mean, we're getting more information. We are getting at least another show presentation direct uh, showcase whatever before the game comes out i mean that wouldn't surprise me at all we need a pokemon presents at the very least because inexplicably like it's got to be a pokemon presents which is where we're finally going to get the date for yeah. uh the for DLC. the sword i about to say the sword and shield DLC, the uh, scarlet and violet dlc the teal mask and the indigo disc so there's still a lot of stuff we need to know about what's going on in the world of Pokemon. Uh, so there's, there's got to be one coming on the horizon, which it would be nice. It would be nice. It's certainly a lot of DS and 3DS love going on these days. Now that the eShops have been closed, we got the Etrian Odyssey stuff. We got the Ace Attorney stuff. We just got the, the Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon announcement. So it almost feels like a mad dash to get a lot of these old 3DS games uh, back into the hands of gamers. So uh, I it would not surprise me if we got the first one on Switch very soon. Yeah, I, I think like if I were a betting man, it just surprised me seeing that trailer, knowing that like there's so many people watching this that have no idea that Detective Pikachu was a game at all. And so here mm -hmm. we have a game called Detective Pikachu Returns. I bet you that we get like a July, August Pokemon Presents and they say, hey, like, oh, first it's a sequel one to the movie. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, that's my hope. We'll, we'll see either way. Just having new Detective Pikachu anything makes me very, very, very happy. Um, Watch, they're going to go even bigger. They're going to release a full two-foot-tall Amiibo this time around. I hope so. I'll buy it, man. <laughs> I'll buy it at a high price. Um, yeah, if I if I had honorable mentions, it would be things like, I think it's great that the Metal Gear Solid collection was confirmed. Oh, um, oh. Yeah, can't wait for that. Even, even with an additional download. I'm, I'm still getting it physically, but... Uh, I think Konami said that the additional download was just for the for the videos. 
Uh, I yeah, think all the actual weird. game content is on is on, but like the motion comic and the and the extra museum videos. I think that was the additional download, but I think all the games are on cart. Regardless, I'm still getting it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then also, like as long as talking about collections, the Arkham trilogy coming to Switch is great. Oh my um, god, that's so no cool. no date on that, but that was cool. I was really happy. Uh, last quick honorable mention, I was really happy to see that the new characters being added to Mario Kart Eight are not non Mario characters. Thank you, Nintendo, for that yeah. because. I've heard a lot of people be like, yeah, they're going to add Kirby to Mario Kart. I'm like, God, please no. Like, just let it be Mario Kart, man. So that that did make me happy. And the new course looks amazing, too. The new course does look amazing. Uh, I am surprised that uh, you are talking positively about the new characters being added to Mario Kart, considering one glaring omission. Uh, and you and I made the, the comment during the direct is when they added in uh, when they added in the first character, there were five slots that got added. So we still, I think, I, I think there's still one more character that we don't know about. One more character left to fill out that slot. And I think there's a good chance it's going to be your girl, Seth. I do it, think. It better be. I'm I not mad about it yet. The mayor of <laughs> New Donk City is going to find some time to do some kart racing here shortly. I mean, she's yeah. been in basically everything. She was in uh, Mario Kart. She was in Mario Kart Ace. Yeah, she was in Mario Kart Aces. Or Mario, yep. tennis, Mario tennis Aces. Yeah. Mario Tennis Aces. Mario Golf Super Rush. Uh, so I, I I think it's time to finish the Pauline sweep. Yeah, it, she better be. If she's not, I'll, I'll be really upset. But I'm not upset <laughs> yet. For now, I'm just thankful that, that it is actually Mario characters being added. So shout outs to that. I love Petey. Yeah, it's great. It's great. So shout outs to that for the honorable mention. But yes, my number one has to be Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Um, I I can't believe we're obviously about to get way more in depth uh, talking about this game. But I mean, like, I can't believe that this game is the way that it is. Like, it is unbelievable. It is exactly what I wanted from a new 2D Mario game. And I'm with you. I enjoy the new Super Mario Brothers series. They've been mm-hmm. good. They've been, you know, a, a 2D Mario platformer is still better than 99% of other games, right? Um, regardless of the way it's packaged or looks or whatever. But the creativity and wonderment, frankly, has not really been there with, you know, it, it's oh, like... Oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did You know, you, you know. Yeah, and but it's one of those things where like the the weirdest or most creative they've gotten with New Super Mario Brothers is oh here's some admittedly really cool like Vincent Van Gogh Starry Night looking levels. That in, was a great level. It's great, right? That's that's awesome. And then like New Super Luigi U, awesome. I love it. Um, but mm. then it's like hey, here's like some coins for you know like a co- a weird coin focus for New Super Mario Brothers two. Like it just was never quite it for me. This is totally going back to the creativity of New Super Mario uh, Super Mario Brothers 2, Super Mario Brothers 3. Like this is exactly what I wanted. This is exactly as weird and crazy and over the top. At the end of this trailer, Mario says Yowie Zowie and turns into an elephant, dude. Like it just <laughs> it it I, it's breathtaking. To say nothing of like it's one of the most beautiful games I have ever seen. Um, just like looking at some of the things they're doing with the animation of this game, it is st- 
staggering. Like, I can't believe I've seen, I've probably watched this trailer, no joke, like 40 times at this point. Um, I had trouble sleeping that night. Like, I just, I can't believe we get to exist in the same timeline as Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Like, I, ugh. This is going to be this is going to be the first Mario platformer released since Mario Odyssey. Yeah, I mean, not the first Mario platforming content we've gotten that belongs to Bowser's Fury, but this is going to be the first full sized Mario platformer game we've gotten since the Switch's debut year in over half a decade. It's already been more than five years since we've gotten a full Mario game. We've gotten, it doesn't feel like it's been that long because we've gotten new Super Mario Brothers Deluxe and uh, uh, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, like I said, but this is going to be a full-sized Mario adventure. It's already up for pre-order, $59.99. This is a full-sized game. And just what they've shown off, again, yeah, weird and wonderment really are the words at play here. Uh, but yeah, I cannot wait to talk about this more. Yeah, we're 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 for sure gonna get into it. But I I, I wanna just say too that like we all you know, as a Nintendo fans, especially Nintendo fans that, you know, were, were there kind of in the beginning with the first Super Mario Brothers, like, this is the reason we play video games, is for is for Mario and being lost in this world and being surprised and delighted around every corner of this world. This is why we play video games in the first place. And Super Mario Brothers Wonder is, is finding a way to tap into that. I can't believe that we get something like Tears of the Kingdom and this in the same the year. Same year. And also the sheer brass of Nintendo to release it on the same day as Spider-Man 2. <laughs> to say, hey, like, you, you gotta think of it this way. Like, again, I don't like to, Dude, you know, perpetuate October is ridiculous. It's crazy. It's crazy. I, and and I don't like to perpetuate console war stuff, but within a month and change. Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo are firing all of their Salvos. This is what we got between Starfield, Spider-Man 2, and Super Mario Bros. Wonder. This is like an incredible year for video games and an incredible year to yeah. be a Nintendo fan. My God. Yeah. Like this, yeah. I don't, I really don't feel like I'm the type of person to, to, to say something like this every year or to say something like this lightly. 2023 really does feel like it's going to be one of those years that just goes down in oh, yeah. history. I mean, it's an all timer. Yeah. Cause th this is something we've already been talking about this month, looking at the first half and this is across the board, looking at the first half of this year's releases, talking about fire emblem engage and tears of the kingdom and advanced wars. And, you know, on the other side of the pond, we've got stuff like hi-fi rush and resident evil four. And then, you know, just uh, these amazing remakes that we've already gotten beyond resident evil four, like Metroid prime remastered. And, and then all of a sudden this month, which we knew was going to happen, but Nintendo just came in despite the fact that E3 is no longer a thing. And they just said, we're going to just come in and win E3. E3 is not even a thing anymore. We're just going to come in and win E3. I, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to just blanket say it was the best direct ever, but I think 
I, I honestly think that no Nintendo Direct has gotten more of a reaction, more of a visceral reaction out of me than the one we just saw this week. Yeah, th- that Super Mario Brothers Wonder trailer, and we're about to talk much more about it, but that trailer is one of my favorite trailers for anything ever. Like, just the the way that trailer makes me feel, the way that trailer takes me right back to being eight years old, sitting on the floor of my granny's house, playing my Uncle Aaron's copy of Super Mario Brothers 3. Like, it, it just... It is, it, it is so exactly what I wanted it to be. And I... I am overjoyed. Like, I can't believe it exists. I'm like, I watch the trailer and I still can't believe that it exists and that we get to play it. Um, man, video games are good. Video games are good, but I think you had four other items on your list. Seth, what were they? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So to run down my list one more time, my number five was Otoki Katsugeki Mamade no Bakaru Oracle Saitaro no Sinon. Uh, the nice good try. game. Very nice. Good effort. Good effort. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how accurate that was, but good effort. Yeah, we'll we'll go with it. Uh, I took I had to Duolingo for a while. Um, we had number four, <laughs> Penny's Big Breakaway. Number three, WarioWare Move It. Number two, Detective Pikachu Returns, and of course, number one, Super Mario Brothers Wonder. <sighs> God, what a good direct! What a but, direct! <laughs> yeah. Again, I hope you guys check out Star Ocean. But you know, ultimately, Star Ocean for for many people is a known. Quantity, I think that the the visual update with the HD 2D style is fantastic. But, you know, we already kind of know what we're getting with that game in large part. Not really so with Seth's number one. Nintendo came out with an absolutely massive announcement as their OMT for this incredible Nintendo Direct and a trailer that it feels like every time you watch, you wind up seeing something new that puts a smile on your face. And already, even though we've only seen it for a couple minutes, there's a lot that we think there's worth delving into when it comes to Super Mario Brothers Wonder. And it's been a while since we've done one of these, but a very special week calls for the return of a very special segment. Right now, we are going to get into our deep dive of the Super Mario Brothers Wonder trailer. So yeah, I mean, Eric, we haven't done a trailer breakdown like this. I think the last time we did this was for Bowser's Fury, if I'm not mistaken. The last time we really like just dissected a, a trailer like this. I think so, yeah, but uh, when it comes to Mario games, we do have kind of a history of doing it. Uh, We did it, as a matter of fact, I think our first episode was a full trailer breakdown for the as-yet-unreleased Paper Mario, The Origami King, and of course, uh, when it comes to Nintendo releases, they're all kind of, you know, big events, but Mario games have just always been on a different level i think mario zelda and smash brothers when it comes to those they are like stop the world this just came out and super mario brothers wonder feels like it's going to be right up there i know not trying to sound hyperbolic but right up there with like the tears of the kingdom release oh for sure 
Yeah, no, this is going to be, you know, just as big as that. Like, and it's, and again, it's crazy that we have, you know, games of, of this caliber, um, you know, in, in the same year, it really does feel like 2017 again, where we had Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey, you know, it's, it's exciting, man. But, but getting into this footage that we saw, um, this was about a two and a half minute trailer, just about, um, and this trailer opens up just immediately, um, with just to, to kind of like show you where Nintendo is at with this thing, just the complete understanding of the assignment. Um, we open, of course, with like the first shot of the talking and voice acted, uh, like Wonder Flower, I guess is what they're going to be called. I'm assuming. I um, guess. Yeah. These little like open mouthed flowers. We see a lot of them in this trailer. They again are voice acted and they have like these weird little voices and they talk to the entire crew as you're going through the game, uh, which is, which is fun and cute. Um, but not long after that, Mario, you know, is, is tiny, jumps up, collects a super mushroom. And, uh, it is so obvious that they are just calling to Nintendo power. Number one, like with that yeah. shot, it is the same shot, you know, like it, it, to me that immediately put me in the right headspace of like, wow, like they get it. And like, it's clear too, when they, when they give you a close up of that, like animation of Mario, in beginning basically yeah um yeah. they got close yeah on this real trailer. close i mean we got to see the full screen a lot of times but nintendo wanted us to see these characters and this art style as close as possible this was something that they were very proud of and a frankly something that felt like a direct uh a direct uh, response to a lot of the criticism of the new Super Mario Brothers style. I think Nintendo knew that they had to come out with something. I mean, even even on Mario terms, something truly special. The next time they decided to bring uh, Mario into two dimensions, for sure. Yeah, I think the the thing about it is, and again, like New Super Mario Brothers, I I really like it. But you look at the visual style of New Super Mario Brothers and. It was the kind of thing where, like, when that came out, when that first one came out, I was like, oh, like, this makes perfect sense. Like, this looks yeah. like, you know, a clean, you know, yeah, this is what 2D Mario probably should look like right now. But now we're looking at this, and it is kind of like stop motion looking a little bit. Like, not quite clay looking. Like, it still looks like kind of clean and, and very Nintendo, but... It's got some of those rough edges. It's got some of those skipped frames that sort of almost look like a stop motion, you know, like a movie sort of thing. Yeah, it, it's like the game runs in 60 frames, but the characters have like five frame animations almost. I just love it, man. Like I, I, yeah. I adore the way and in like little things like the little just in the in the very first shot, we see Mario doing multiple different animations, the way his hat moves, the way his hair moves. When he's when he's jumping and stomping on Goombas, he is doing different poses in the air as he's doing it. Like there's so many different animations and little like personal touches that uh that are happening here just with Mario. You know, just with basic like movement stuff. I love how like whenever he's moving, you know, fast enough, his hat's barely staying on yeah. his head. You know, it, he runs like fast enough and he starts to do the Super Mario World, you know, Naruto run. Uh, 
it's it's yeah it's really good man like you could pick apart you could spend a lot of time just picking apart the animations alone it's it's stunning but one of the best parts is i think one of the biggest problems ultimately people had with new super mario brothers aesthetic was that mario just kind of felt like like a placeholder he didn't really feel like a character he didn't really feel like he had agency but in this game Mario and the rest of the cast are so expressive and that really, really helps just that when Mario's running really fast, he's got this determined look on yeah. his face, you know, when, you know, he does the ground pound, there's that. And, uh, like even Yoshi, when you ride on Yoshi and you jump on Yoshi, Yoshi's, uh, face gets all red and strained when he's trying to do the flutter kick while Mario's on his back. And he's like, Rrr! Mm-hmm. And just as express, like they feel like real characters, not just as you know mascots who are translated from some cardboard piece of of uh, marketing, but actual characters in this game. The extra animations, the expressiveness, it that plus the fact that there's actual art design going on here, uh, that it's not just a a three D model but it's something that's been curated, something that's been deliberately put together. It, man, I just, I love everything about the visuals of this game. It's still very clearly Super Mario Brothers, but it feels like a true artistic evolution of the series. Yeah, well, it, it is perfect. It's like exactly what I what I wanted, you know, this this thing to look like. And it's one of those things too where like, my my favorite things, especially with Nintendo, is like when they show me exactly what I wanted, but I didn't know it was exactly what I wanted until they showed me, you know? And that's like what this was. I was like, my God, like, yes, of course, this is perfect. And like even, you know, we've talked about the, the way the characters look in anime, but the backgrounds are... Oh, stunning stunning they're beautiful like little tiny things like there's a a couple of shots where you can see these like rolling hills in the background that are like shimmering in the light and like my god like it's so we, we see like some autumn levels we see like clearly inside bowser's castle levels like the game it is like one of my again just in terms of pure art direction one of my favorite games on the nintendo switch already it's not even out yet i can't wait like, and my, my entire feeling watching this trailer, too, is, well, what are they not showing us? <laughs> you know, like, we're seeing all this in the trailer. Like, I can't wait to see how much more there is in the full game. Like, just my look, God. Just, just look at the backgrounds. Honestly, if the next time you watch the trailer, I'm, I'm talking to all of our listeners. The next time yeah. you watch the trailer, just look at the backgrounds. Do honestly. a full watch just of the backgrounds. Yeah. And watch how they re- watch how the backgrounds react to what's going on in the foreground. It's obviously, you know, it's 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 really obvious when uh, <laughs> when a very specific thing happens that we'll get into. Right. Uh, but there are other moments, uh, like when uh, the characters hit the flag. There are like pipe shaped hills in the back that jet water in celebration as the characters beat the stage. It's oh my, it's it's so oh. It's it's yes is the word that just keeps coming to mind. It's it's breathtaking. It reminds me like the the way that you you know it's it's one of those things where like 
you you come into especially with like tried and true franchises like this and what you hope for is something that is is truly new and bold and creative like it reminds me of the feeling i got when playing like donkey kong country returns or like tropical freeze or something when like you play those like sunset silhouetted levels and it's like oh my god like this is perfect Um, yeah they do some of that silhouetted stuff in here too kind of reminiscent of uh of uh, Super Mario Brothers 2 when you would go in the magic door and the entire yeah. world would be reversed and dark it seems like there's a little bit of that going on with some of the stuff god it's it's just yeah it's it's awesome and and speaking of the characters too um they have revealed six characters for the game so far which is interesting because so far yep yeah b- because like you you can play four player co-op which is a kind of a, become a staple of of 2D Mario uh really ever since the Wii entry um, but we, so we've got Mario, Luigi, Peach, uh, Toad, Daisy, yep. and of course Yoshi and Daisy being a playable character is really cool. Yeah. Uh, Daisy being a playable character, Daisy has been becoming more and more prominent. Uh, Daisy is, Daisy's kind of weird because, uh, like her evolution throughout the course of the franchise, she's both kind of a weird twin of of Peach, almost like Wario and Waluigi, but clearly not because she's it's she occupies this weird space uh, mm-hmm. in Mario franchises. Like she was originally created as, I guess, the female counterpart to Luigi, even though even though Nintendo never really pulled the trigger on that, it feels like. Uh, So she's been kind of floating around the franchise for a while, but continuing to show up in more and more stuff. And it feels like Nintendo is finally able to treat her as her own character with agency. It was a big deal when she was announced as an echo fighter, as her own uh, character in Super Smash Brothers, not just a costume swap for Peach, but her own character in Smash Brothers. And of course, she's shown up in virtually every Camelot Mario sports game that's come out. But, you know, now it feels like she's really coming out of her own. And I know that she's probably still going to be treated like an echo of Peach, but having Daisy appear as more of a primary team member because that's what she really feels like in this game because uh, because that's who the playable characters are. It's like the Mario Brothers team. And now Daisy has really taken her rightful place as part of the inner circle, the core team. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and there are a couple... A, it makes me wonder who else is in the game, right? Like who, what other characters? Because once you get more than four characters then then all bets are off. That means that there yeah. can be as many or as little further characters as possible, right? Well, Yoshi's also... Uh, obviously, Yoshi's in the game as a writable character, but it's very clear from a couple of the shots that Yoshi is... that Yoshi is controllable outside of having somebody write on it. Uh, there was even a, a shot in the trailer that had four separate Yoshis all running around on screen at once, the four different... I don't know if there's only going to be four color of Yoshis, but there were four different color Yoshis running around on screen at once. So, uh, so I mean that you got Mario, Luigi, Peach, Toad, Daisy, Yoshi, Rosalina, Rosalina. Um, but uh, maybe it wouldn't maybe shock Pauline. Me. 
<laughs> at this point, yeah, maybe, maybe Pauline comes here. That's the thing, dude. Like, like nobody is really off limits. Like at, at that point, it's like if we have other unlockable characters, and there there is reason to believe that there is going to be stuff to unlock. Uh, in this game, given the return of the purple coins, and I definitely have some some thoughts on that. But oh yeah, um, I'm I'm really one of the things that that I'm kind of curious about, and I'm hopeful that as we get closer to the game's release, maybe they'll talk about this in more detail. And I'm unsure if this is how it's going to be handled in the game or not. But I get the sense that maybe there is some character specific. Um, actions with some of the characters because in the shot where Mario is riding Yoshi, um, he isn't just like riding a random Yoshi that pops out of an egg or whatever. That is a player character. Yes. Um, they're denoted by in the in the top left of the screen. You can see you know the different player characters. Everybody is sharing from the same pool of lives. It looks like, but in yep. that shot. It is Mario and somebody else playing as Yoshi and Mario jumps on their back and then the player controlling Yoshi then I assume takes over as Mario rides. Um, And it makes me wonder, we got a specific shot of Daisy pushing back a warp pipe from what looked like a variation of a sumo bro. And I'm like, is that maybe Daisy's thing? Like, is that kind of maybe hurt? Maybe Daisy weirdly is like some kind of bruiser character in this. You know, kind of going back to Mario 2. Yeah, me too. Thousand percent. And I've wanted that for a long time. Like, where in other games, like, yeah, Luigi usually jumps higher. You know, Peach usually has a flutter. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But I would love it if, like, we went back to a Mario 2 kind of scheme where, like, people actually had, like, other characters had other use cases. Um, I think that would be super cool. Uh, I hope that we see that, especially if they just go buck wild and give us like, I, I like, I hope there's like ten playable characters in this game. Like, well, something that not a lot of platformers really tap into is the fact that if you have a character, if you have characters that feel significantly different from each other, then the game it can feel like two completely different playthroughs. It can oh, feel yeah. like a completely different game. So uh, just imagine them adding in some absolutely nuts uh, characters in, you know, maybe even the option to play as Bowser after you beat the game, play, right. play back through the game as Bowser with his, uh, maybe he can't jump as high, but he's obviously stronger. Maybe he's got his fire breath. I don't know, but playing through Bowser would probably feel like a completely different experience. Kirby games are pretty good about this. Like, uh, absolutely. Like the meta nightmare and especially in star allies and stuff like that, playing through his DVD, even though you can get the hammer power playing through his DVD still feels like a very different style playthrough in a Kirby game playing through his meta night feels different. Bandana Waddleby. So, I mean, it's a really good way to to get more out of a game, to add replayability and to give people more reasons to come back. So they like Super Mario Brothers started with this idea. Well, I guess Doki Doki Panic really started with the idea of having playable characters that feel differently. And again, I'm sure that we're going to get those same attributes that we're used to. I'm sure Toad's probably not going to be able to jump as high, but he's incredibly quick, can turn on a dime. Um, and can maybe do something, you know, faster than the other characters, 
Mario's going to be the all-arounder. Peach can probably float. And I'm sure Luigi's going to get his floaty jump back and probably even his slippery quality to him. Mm -hmm. But have something, have characters that are wildly different that makes it feel like you're playing a different game. Uh, Not to say that I don't think the game would be good without something like that, but I think there's a real opportunity for Nintendo here now that they've opened the floodgate, now that they've kind of opened the door to to a larger roster of playable characters in a core Mario platformer. Yeah. That that's my big big hope with with the game. Um is is that, you know, the the characters actually do feel significantly different. And you know, it was funny too because you made the point about the shot where clearly all four players are playing as different colored Yoshis. Mm-hmm. It makes me think that maybe they don't limit you know, maybe you can have four Marios. Maybe you can have four Toads. Maybe. You know, like maybe you can just do that and there's different color palettes, maybe even different costumes, which makes me think about like something that that stuck out to me is obviously these purple coins um, yep. that we see all throughout the trailer, which is very evocative of the purple coins in Mario purple Odyssey. Mario Odyssey that you used to buy mm-hmm. the, that you used to buy the various outfits and, yep. uh, throwback uh skins and everything for mario in that game so yeah yeah there are clearly a lot of them i saw the counter go up uh, like we see the counter go up to over a hundred in quite a mm-hmm. few of the shots weirdly weirdly there's a couple shots where it says point something like point five. so like 41.5 right so that's I, that's just a weird thing to have like half a coin. I don't know what they're getting at with that. So that makes me think that maybe it's not necessarily a currency type thing, but yeah, that's certainly worth, worth mentioning at the very least. Yeah. My, my theory on that is in all of the shots where the percentile, uh, the, the percentage point is, is put in there. Uh, the decimal point is put in there rather. Um, Every shot of that is when you are in a Wonder Flower segment. So the big sort of like gimmick of this game, the the, the set piece or whatever of this game is this Wonder Flower, which when you hit it, the world is completely morphed and becomes this crazy like, you know, acid trip of a stage, basically like these crazy yeah. like the all of these like wacky implements, the pipes are becoming inchworms and everything else. Honestly, um, kind of feels like a Kirby gimmick. Like when you go into in Kirby's Return to Dreamland, when you would go into the the uh, the, the hyperspace sections, or when you get the hypernova fruit and Kirby Triple Deluxe, and you'd go through these specific set piece sections. It does kind of feel like that same type of Kirby style set piece gimmick. I mean. Not to say I'm not here for it. I love most of those. And the little bit that we've seen from Super Mario Brothers Wonder in regards to this gimmick have been absolutely nuts. We see these incredible gyrating pipes. We even see a pipe become an inchworm. A pipe just becomes sentient and start crawling around on its own. What? It, it looks It looks crazy. And so when you... The first shot we see of this... You see the purple coin counter from 10 to then Mario hits the Wonder Flower and then it becomes 10.0. 
Um, and the reason I think for this is I think that the purple coins that spawn during these segments, you're going to be like inundated with them. Like there's going to be purple coins that only appear in like the wonder flower versions of the world. And you have yeah. X amount of time to get them all. You know, you get 10, 10 of those coins and it becomes like one real coin effectively. Um, and I think the reason for that is because there's just going to be so many of them. We see a shot uh, later on with um, with some of the Triceratops um, stampeding throughout in a section like that. And we see that there's not only just like a, a big like field of them to, to gather, but there's also a few of them on their backs. So like kind of encouraging you to go backwards on the stampede, uh, which is interesting. Um, so that stuff appears during those sort of like wonder flower trigger sections. And I yeah. think it, it's the kind of thing where like, they probably don't want you to go into those sections and just get like a million coins. So I think they've segmented it, you know, that way, almost like, almost like how we had like cat shines and, you know, the smaller cat shines or whatever in Bowser's Fury. I can see that. Well, they do have like those 10, well, they are that the decimal point is specifically tied to the, the wonder seed, uh, the wonder yes. flower sections because the shot of Mario actually getting the wonder seed toward the end of the trailer, uh, like the decimal point is there. The second yep. he gets the wonder seed, it disappears. Yeah. Um, but there are like 10 coins, 10 count purple coins. So, and I mean, it. I, I think there's only a couple of them throughout the course of the stage, too, because whenever we see Mario grab one, there's a counter that appears in the top right that yes. shows one of them being collected. Um, but like, there, like, there's a lot of little things that, that we can take away from this, but it certainly would be nice. Skins and costumes have kind of become an accepted part of of most games now and it feels like most people are just kind of expecting there to be a dozen or maybe two thousand different costume options for their playable characters regardless of the type of game that they're playing but when it comes to a series like mario you've got i think mario odyssey proved this you have such a rich history to draw from why not do something like that for sure. Well, and, and I'm also just like, you know, these are clearly some sort of coin. What else would you spend them on? You know, because it's not as if the normal Mario coin is not present here. You know, we still have the normal Mario coins. I'm sure it's still going to function the way that normal Mario coins always have. So, like, what other purpose would these serve if not to unlock some sort of cosmetic things or to unlock other playable characters or something like that? Like, I think that's exactly what's going on here. We didn't get a whole lot of shots of the overworld, but clearly the overworld map has got a lot more going on on it this time around. I bet you there's a thousand percent going to be shops, you know, out, out there, whatever denizens of these, you know, these weird little flower kingdom denizens are, you know, here. Yeah, weirdly, so. the couple shots that we did get of the overworld, we got one where Luigi was running around on the world map, but he was very clearly being constrained to to the path that was present between the levels. But then we get a later shot of the world map that shows Mario and Toad, where just like Mario 3D World, he's just running around on the entire map, completely uh, completely running, completely uh, irrespective of where the paths are. Right. So 
so I, I don't know. Maybe that's just kind of something that that opens up. The world opens up. I don't know if maybe that overworld thing is part of something special within the game. But I'm, you know, what I love the world maps. I love the world map in Mario World. I love the world map in New Super Mario Brothers U. Uh, I love the world map in 3D. I'm here for world maps. Yeah. Yeah. And there's even, there's a shot. It's at, I have it paused right here on my screen. It's at a minute 53 um, in the trailer. There's a shot where the team has got, uh, and it's clear it's on the overworld map. And yeah. it is, it's the, the one where they the, all jump on the gusty garden flowers. Yes, absolutely. And you can see a purple like house in the distance. Um, you can see like a purple like house with like smoke coming out of a chimney and it's the same like bud, you know, budding flower design that we see on these new like flower kingdom denizens. It does appear that this is going to be taking place in not the mushroom kingdom, but the flower kingdom, um, which is interesting. Um, cause we have uh, a couple things that didn't, that, you know, specifically call out the flower kingdom and all of the icons, yeah. Um, on the world map are flower icons, these new like denizens. It's not toads. It's these kind of toad like things with like flower buds on their head instead of mushroom caps. Um, it's really interesting. And there's even been speculation online that perhaps they are retconning Daisy's story to where she isn't from Saros land anymore. She is from the flower kingdom because she's always had flowers as part of her design. In fact, when you look at the icons on the world map, it literally just looks like the exact same flower that's always been on Daisy's dress. So it could be that Daisy is here because she is the princess of this kingdom. So very interesting. Um, very interesting for, for the lore, you know, if, if, uh, if nothing else. So I'm, I'm interested to see where, where that all goes, but yeah, it does look like that is perhaps the, like this game's version of the crazy cap, you know, store. So, yeah. Well, there's like clearly something going on. Um, we've already seen the box art, the key art for this mm -hmm. game. And there's this little weird plant caterpillar character behind yes. the Ouija. Uh, this character also, uh, toward the end of the trailer, at uh, a minute, uh, I'm sorry, at 2.14, of the trailer, this character kind of pops out of the back of Mario. Right. The, the same character. And so it looks like they're just, this character is just traveling with the group, traveling with the party. I don't know if this character is going to grant them any special powers. Maybe he's the one that, uh, you know, somehow is able to trigger the wonder seeds, the wonder flowers or whatever. Uh, but it looks like it's going to be the companion character for this game. We don't know that character's name quite yet, but it looks like this is an actual new companion character for this game. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a lot we don't know. It could, it could be that it could also be like how we have the Sprixies, you know, in like, um, in 3d world yeah. and stuff like they, they could have like that kind of thing too, where there's like multiple of them, but we've only seen this one thus far. Um, you know, there, there's, there's a lot they, they could do there. But, but it's it's really interesting to sort of like take these like 3D Mario concepts, these Mario Odyssey concepts and work them into into 2D, um, I think is is fascinating. And um, I, I look at some of these things too. Another like thing that made me really happy to see um, is the 
return really of like weird and strange power-ups and transformations even beyond uh the you know the wonder flower segments which are already bizarre and wacky but to see like you know we talked about earlier like mario turns into an elephant in this game uh mario turns into a weird rolling spiky ball in this game uh, and I wondered if that was specifically a power up, or I wonder if that was maybe just a contextual thing that happens and wonder because that was there was still kind of that trippy rainbow right. wonder flower energy around the screen during that. So I wondered if maybe that was just tied specifically to that, or if that was you know like an actual power up similar to Rock Mario from Galaxy Two. Um, right. But I mean new Mario platformer, there's going to be new power-ups and there's already a lot of people like, Oh no, what are peach and Daisy going to look like? Are they actually going to be elephant peach, elephant Daisy? Yes. <laughs> yes. I can't wait. I, th- I can't, that's the thing, man. I can't wait to see what everybody looks like as the elephant. And like, again, well, see, here's like, the thing. Like it's like most of the powers have been suits. They've been like right. Tanuki suits, penguin suits and Kitsune suits. And, no, for real, Mario turns into an elephant. I love it so much. I, you know, and and I and I look at this too, and like, it's the kind of thing. Like, yeah, we talk about like, yeah, suits, Tanuki suit, and you know, the frog suit, this, that, and yeah. the other frog suit. Yeah, Hammer like bro suit. Yeah, the, but it's these still things. Mario. <laughs> yeah, the the these things from like older Mario games were like. We got weird with it, man. Like, there's no real, like, rhyme or reason to this. It's just fun. And, like, that's something that's been missing from from 2D Mario for, like, a long time. And, like, I'm so... Yes, we had, like, something like the flying squirrel suit. And, like, that's cool. And that was fun to use and stuff. But, like, to have these actual, like, transformations in this game... uh, is is just really really fun and uh and I just love to see that level of creativity and again what they're not showing us like what what is not being shown here we've only seen these couple of little transformations and power ups like I can't wait to see how deep the rabbit hole goes with this <laughs> well we got the return of mushrooms clearly we saw that in the first sequence we do have the return of fire flowers peach uh, yes. Is in the foreground of one shot, very clearly in the iconic red and white, denoting that she has a fire flower power up. Uh, but outside of that, specific power ups, again, I don't know what's going on with that spiky rolly ball thing. Uh, but we haven't seen too, too many outside yeah. of that. And I would imagine that there will be more to show off. I, I have this feeling like we've seen the elephant thing and that's certainly got everybody talking, but I don't think that's the only thing that wonder is going to have to show oh, us. No way. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be a lot more for sure. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see, you know, how far that all goes, but maybe the, uh, I don't know, maybe the, the stretchy Mario thing is also a power because there's a shot where be. Mario, uh, you know, similarly to another one of the captures from Mario Odyssey, Mario stretches his torso uh, in a, frankly, a manner that I'm glad was silhouetted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Mario stretches his torso kind of unnaturally, so maybe that's based on a power up. Again, we can't really see because it's silhouetted. But I mean, w- we can definitely say for sure that elephant power up is absolutely a power up. Oh yeah, that was clear as day. There was an actual little elephant like 
I don't know if that what kind of fruit that was supposed to be, but like it pops out. It's like this little elephant apple looking thing, and uh, and Mario takes it and becomes becomes a an elephant man. It makes me so happy. Um, it, it's just again, it's harkening back to you know those those weird things. And another thing that I'm really curious about here is what's going on with Bowser in this game because we know that Bowser is we see Bowser Jr straight up in the game um and we looking see Bowser weird. yeah looking very weird we see Bowser's floating castle you know very very much like always but it, he's very he's got this like purple and green like motif going on with this strange like smoke billowing over the flower kingdom i don't know if Bowser's doing like some weird bioterrorism or something <laughs> to the flower kingdom but um uh, Something weird's going on with Bowser. Yeah, it's it's almost like Bowser's caught like a weird symbiote or something. Like it's a venom right. Bowser. He does look really weird. He's got like his face is a completely different art style from the rest of his body. Uh it it just looks manic, frankly. It is still very clearly Bowser, but it's certainly not uncommon for us to to see Bowser in some kind of different form or with some type of new power that's finally going to give him the edge on his lifelong nemesis. Uh, but I mean, hopefully at the very least at the end of the day, it's probably still going to be Bowser does something bad. We've got to go stop Bowser, not expecting uh, citizen Kane here in terms of the narrative. I'm right. just hoping whatever it is, uh, a, we get access to because historically that's been the case. And B, I hope it makes the boss fights interesting. Yeah, there, there's a shot, that shot with the Yoshis who are dodging. I, I definitely want to talk about the new enemies in a minute because there are a lot of new enemies in this trailer them, too, yeah. which makes me very happy. It's a new kingdom. It's a new era of 2D Mario. So of course, we've got a bevy of new enemies. And so they're, the, these Yoshis are dodging these thin, like rather than looking like the typical fat bullet bills, these look like like sniper rifle shots or something. <laughs> uh, bullet like bills. Like airborne torpedo bills or something. Yeah, like just long and thin like rifle shots or something. Uh, which looks awesome and they're shooting like these multicolored trails of smoke you know going through the air but in the background we can see bowser's castle and he has one of those flower kingdom flower buds coming out of the back of his castle so like there's something i i wouldn't necessarily be shocked if we've got like a little bit of a you know a king ddd mind control like there might be some you know darker force pulling the strings here behind bowser because um i i don't know like it, it might be that interesting wouldn't it, be the first time either right right and it, and it would give us a lot of wiggle room too for bowser to become playable afterwards like we were sort of uh speculating about too um whatever this green dark smoke is it could be some sort of mind control thing because you know for not only bowser to be um, you know, uh, indoctrinated by it, but to see Bowser Jr. with it too, with a completely new, like all of a sudden his, like, uh, his, his like neck, uh, handkerchief thing or whatever is bandana, uh, which has always had like a mouth drawn on it now is like fangs and stuff. And he's got like purple flame coming off of him. Like it looks awesome. Like it looks really, <laughs> really cool, man. So I'm excited. Like I said, I hope at the very least it makes the boss battles fun. Mario games are very good, but if we're all being honest with ourselves, a lot of the boss battles 
could be more interesting. Yeah, they're not Mega Man <laughs> for sure. So yeah. I, I I do hope that they allow themselves to say, yes, even though we're making this game for kids, let's make some dynamic, interesting, memorable boss fight characters and not just hope that the legacy of our characters is going to make them popular and fun to fight. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see, man. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what's going on with like with Bowser. And again, like we're not going to get some sort of deep plot here, but but I am really curious to see kind of like what the implications of that are. Um, and yeah, and we did see many, many enemies and fun moments with the enemies too, which I also really like. Like, yeah, it was, I was thinking about this, like, remember when like back in the day, just seeing enemies with like big heads or seeing enemies <laughs> like with pumpkins on their heads was just like an awesome, like, Oh my God, look at how cool and creative this is. Now we've got Koopa Troopas that are on rollerblades, a wiggler on rollerblades. Wiggler on rollerblades <laughs> is my spirit animal. You got piranha plants that are just like, you know what? I'm coming out of the pipe to get you now. Yeah. Classic like Yoshi's Island sort of thing. We've, you know, we, we've seen those. We've seen the, 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 um, the, the, uh, Triceratops like, uh, yeah. enemies in Super Mario world. Yeah. Very similar to those. Yeah. Very, very similar. They're, they're different, but they seem like they're kind of cut from the same cloth, same species or something. We Stamp talked about the bullet resiners. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we talked about the, um, the, the bullet bills earlier, but like, there's also these big round hippo looking things <laughs> that are, uh, you know, that are rolling around, which looks awesome. Like I, I love that. And I'm curious if like, the um the way that we have like the elephant power up, I wonder if that rolling ball power up is somehow tied to them in any way. Um, I don't know. Like if there's if there's some sort of animal theming with like some of these power ups, that would be interesting. Of course, we have our classic like Goombas and Koopas, and we have like even we see Spinies at a certain point. Yep. But um, a lot of new enemies here. A lot of yeah. Them. Yeah, there's that one weird like chipmunk thing that's being chased by a red oh, shell. Oh, I love page. it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, like you even said it yourself, it looks like a variation on a sumo bro because it doesn't yeah. really look like a traditional sumo bro. There are, you know, like cheap cheeps are here. Uh, Goombas are here. But even that stack of enemies that Mario ground pounds on, uh, like I don't right. recognize those either. So. Right. Uh, yeah, a lot of stuff going on. Super, super interesting. Uh, we'll see. I mean, honestly, at this point, uh, it's weird to think that we're less than four months away from the release of this game already. I'm sure we're going to be seeing a lot more about this game. I'm uh, like the fact that it releases, like you said, the same day as Spider-Man two blows my mind. I don't know why in the world, like, I thought that I thought it was hilarious that uh, Hot Wheels Two is releasing on the nineteenth, the day before both of those games. I would honestly just take my loss and reschedule. <laughs> take that L. <laughs> just take the L and reschedule. You're coming out the day before Super Mario Brothers Wonder and Spider Man Two. You're not. I just mm, bad choice. But yeah, there's 
Uh, I mean, even beyond what we've already said, there's still some other things that we could start speculating on. And yeah, the background into. stuff. Yeah. Like the fact that, yeah, it's got like a mutant mud Zeo drifter sort of thing. Yeah. With the, the uh, background with, that you're clearly going to be able to go into. And, yeah. you know, I talked about the, the shot with Peach where she's clearly in the foreground, clearly on a different plane than the other characters. That plus, oh my God, dude, the music. Oh That's my God, so that smooth McGroove style music. I, man, yeah. please let that be the main theme. I would listen to that for every other stage. I on it. That's, yeah, oh great. my God, it's so good. It's, it's really great. And like, yeah, like you just, you see, you, you see all of this stuff here in place. And I just like, I can't help but just like, again, it takes me back to being a kid. Like when, when, I'm playing these games and I'm meeting these worlds and these enemies for the first time. That's what this feels like again. Like it feels like we're getting something truly new, truly fresh, you know, for, for the first time in years. Um, yeah, I, I could not be more excited about this game. I, I will continue to keep watching this trailer over and over again until they show <laughs> us more. Oh yes. <laughs> very, very excited. And uh, like, even, even that Mario block that appears uh, above yeah, Mario's head. what's up with the, that? What's up with that? Is that a multiplayer thing similar to the new Super Mario Brothers U mm-hmm. where you could tap the gamepad? Is that coming back for, for multiplayer because we've got the Switch pad? They could do it like that. Who knows? Yeah, uh, there are a couple things too. Like there are a couple shots in here where you see like they have like either four or two um, slots for power-ups that you can bank. You know, it looks like so like what's going on with that? You know, it, we could I will say it looks like it's based on the number of characters who are yeah. active, like one for each character, one for Although, each character. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's weird, man. They're, and they're, you can tell. I mean, they they know what they're doing. They're holding back. Of course. You know, they're not going to show us a, a lot of this stuff. They're not going to let us get away with too much here. But um just the stuff that we can speculate on is is really, uh really interesting. And I do hope that like this is the kind of thing that gets like a, I, I don't want to see too much, but I, I do hope that we get like either one more trailer or like a little information overview trailer before it comes out or something. Don't give away too much, but I, I, I do hope we get just a little bit more before release. Yeah. I want and a I did see, I do have to dash a couple people's dreams because I did see a couple people on Twitter because we do see a couple shots of, uh, the, the characters gliding through the air on yes. these enlarged caps. And we even see that on the box art. Some people wondering whether or not we're finally going to see uh, the toads take off their toad caps. And Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's because we actually see Peach in one of those shots also yeah. glide. She actually takes out her own Super Mario Brothers cap her own pink cap herself and uses that to glide. So even though we didn't see any toads do it in the trailer, that's, that's what the toads are going to do. Sorry. There's going to be no toad bald head in, in this game. Unfortunately, guys, sorry to burst your bubble. Unfortunately, which is interesting too, because in that shot you're talking about, like the, the wonder flower or whatever those things are, that, that little talking flower, there's a, it's a red one in that shot versus the yellow ones we normally see. So Again, it's like, you know, there's a lot of things here. I'm like, I, I just, I wonder what's going on, you know? 
There's um, one of my favorite Mario enemies that was actually introduced in the first new Super Mario Brothers is the Lack of Thunder. And there are a couple Lack of Thunder Mm -hmm. clouds that we see. We don't actually see a Lack of Thunder, but we see what are very clearly some Lack of Thunder clouds. So, um, yeah, man. Yeah, I just I, I couldn't be more pleased with this game. Yeah. Well, like I said, we've only got a few months to wait uh really excited uh, to see what uh really excited to see if maybe we actually have a discussion for game of the year that's what i'm saying dude like that's the thing like after playing tears of the kingdom it's like okay cool there's no way anything's gonna top that but now i look at this and just like the sheer this isn't gonna have the kind of story that tears of the kingdom has of course right but like the sheer creativity and the emotions coming into this game might just give it a shot at coming for, but like the fact that we can even talk about that with some level of earnestness is crazy. <laughs> like two game of the year contenders from Nintendo like this. Yeah. But ultimately when it, when it's come down to Mario platformers, especially in the 2d scope, for a long time it was yes we know they're going to be good but that visual style that has been completely remedied with super mario brothers wonder the one thing that people have really latched onto when it comes to criticisms of 2d mario games for the past 15 years is no longer a factor so man Man, 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 man. But well, like I said, I, we've said it several times already. We've only got a few months left to wait. Seth and I could probably sit here and talk about this all yeah. night. Uh, but we'd, we'd love to know what you guys think. We'd love to know what you guys think of Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Was it your favorite game shown off at the Super uh, at the Nintendo Direct this past week? What was your favorite game, your moment, uh, your, your trailer? What was your favorite stuff? From the Nintendo Direct this past week, reach out to us on Facebook and Twitter at All In Podcast. Make sure to join our amazing Discord community, where, as you might imagine, there has already been much discussion mm-hmm. about this past week's Nintendo Direct. Come on in, join our family, geek out with us about Nintendo Direct stuff and Nintendo games. Uh, we'd love to have you over there. Uh, also, make sure to check out our YouTube channel, where, of course, if you were looking for a much more, uh, you know, <laughs> news breakdowny style of yeah. the Nintendo Direct, make sure to check out our breakdown from this past Friday over at YouTube.com/slash All In Podcast. But we've got so much stuff going on, ton of content going up all over the place. Uh, as a matter of fact, we even make exclusive Patreon content. That's true. That's true. We do at patreon.com slash all in podcast Two weekly Patreon exclusive podcasts over there. Early access to stuff like keep Nintendo weird, by the way, for even just a dollar a month, the upcoming episode of KNW, you can get it early. Things like shout outs on the shows, things like discounts on our merch at bit.ly slash all in merch. We've got mugs and shirts and stickers. Uh, you can get all kinds of stuff exclusively on Patreon. Uh, links to that are in the show notes as always. So that's definitely 
definitely the place to be. Huge thanks to everybody who supports us there already. But if you can't afford to, if you can't afford to throw a couple bones our way, that's okay too, because you can drop some words entirely for free on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, and Audible. You can leave five-star written reviews on Spotify. You can leave a five-star anonymous rating. Thanks again to Fulia and Depresto for dropping those this week. It is greatly appreciated, entirely for free, very quick and easy. And uh, again, it gets our show in front of the people who need to hear it. So thank you guys so much. Yes, massive, massive thank you to our amazing patrons. Massive thank you to you who have graced us with your words, those magnificent words, you might even say. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> thank you to, to to all of you, to, to the Dropped Words patrons, to everybody who has just shared our content somewhere, some why across it. Well, we know why somewhere across this wonderful internet of ours, just want to send out a massive Nintendo direct week themed namaste. Namaste. The direct of dreams, dude, we did it. Uh, I am so stoked. It it is such a great time to be a Nintendo fan. It is such a like just reset of again, like my own, feelings of like video games like it has been a little bit of like before tears of the kingdom i was sort of feeling kind of meh about this year aside from indie games but i said at this exact point just last week when we were closing out the show i said well i'm pretty sure this is word for word exactly what i said well we're about to hit a bit of a lull (laughs) right i could not be more thrilled to be so wrong about that (laughs) i yeah I I actually said I was thinking about that when we got that I was like I like my final words in last week's episode where we're about to hit a bit of a lull <laughs> so much so like genuinely so much so it almost made me forget that we've got Ghost Trick Phantom Detective coming out next oh yeah week for the believe Nintendo it, baby. Switch uh, I'm super stoked for that but man guys we have a lot lot to do we have got to set up our uh the second half of our fantasy draft with the nintendo mm-hmm. pals uh we have got to start like it's just, they the, nintendo basically just reset our year at this point so we are going to go ahead and get to it guys but thank you so much as always for joining us we will see you right back here next week for another brand new episode of all in a nintendo podcast but until then i have been a star ocean the second eric r i have been warioware smooth seths thank you all so much for joining us for the directive dreams we will see you next week we love you very much bye bye, bye.